This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. Hi, my name is Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic, and I'm excited to talk to you about Club Med. Club Med operates beach and mountain resorts and is the best all-inclusive getaway for families. They have Club Med Punta Cana, their flagship family resort, and many other options in Mexico, the Caribbean, and around the world. Club Med are the pioneers of the all-inclusive concept, which is the best way to vacation. Great for families, groups, or even solo travelers looking for land and water sports, delicious food and a place to make unforgettable memories. Visit clubmed.us, call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Hello and welcome to The Stand with Eamon Dunphy. Now, the weekend's Premier League football didn't produce many big shocks, but it did produce a little shock at the Emirates where Arsenal drew 2-2 with Spurs. It is a North London derby, nothing unusual in it being a tight match, a close match, but Arsenal have been so superior to Tottenham over recent years that many people thought this might be a game where Arsenal would pick up three points. They didn't. And it's a pleasure now to welcome Liam Brady to the stand to talk about the weekend's football. And Liam, there's nowhere better to start than Arsenal. They got ahead twice and lost the lead twice. The goals they got were an own goal and a disputed penalty. And, you know, Son, who's so brilliant always, even without Harry Kane, scored two very good goals for Tottenham. So, it's, I'd say, two points dropped for Arsenal and a surprise. Well, I wouldn't say it was a surprise, I mean, because I think Tottenham have been playing very well, you yes. know, uh, under Postic Coglu. Yeah. Uh, I think they've, uh, they've really progressed. And uh, I think the players are buying into his way of playing and they all look up for it. Yes. So, uh, uh, watching the match yesterday, I knew it was going to be a tough game for Arsenal. But what you say is correct. You know, having taken the lead twice, uh, particularly this, the break we got with the with the penalty. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was it was debatable. Yeah. Uh, but by the law of the of the land, now it's a penalty, and uh, Saka put it away. Arsenal were two one up. To give the goal away within thirty seconds was madness, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, Jorginho. So, who they brought in from Chelsea was the culprit for giving the ball away in his own box. Well, not for well. No, he, he was he was in he was like about forty yards from goal, Eamon, when he received the yes. ball. But he didn't make his mind up quick enough. He should have gone backwards straight away. But he yeah. kind of hesitated on it. And Madison, to be fair, closed him down, took the ball off, and and slotted Song in to to put it away and. I have to say, Madison has really made an impression on me this season. You know, at Leicester yeah. City, 
he's looked a very, very good player, but he stepped up a notch playing for Spurs. I think he's been really, really excellent. So, um, in the end, I think a draw was a fair result, but Arsenal would be kicking themselves because twice they had the lead. And if you remember, uh, when they were one up in the first half, um, Tottenham tried to play out from the back and Jesus robbed the ball from Madison and just had to side foot the ball in the net. Uh, Instead of that, he went for power and he blasted it over the bar. And that could have been a defining moment in the match. Uh, If Arsenal go 2-0 up, it's a lot healthier. Yes, Ah, and as you say... There's a big, big difference. And when you give the goal away... I thought both teams were taking risks playing out from the back. Did you? I did, yeah. And I think Tottenham in particular, I've watched them. I watched them in his first game, Postacoglu, and I thought, this is crazy. I think it was against Manchester United, first or second game of the season, and they were taking all kinds of chances. At, this is mad. But looking at what he's done, I mean, they're bang up there. In fact, they're, I think they're level on points with Arsenal. And the results have been good. And this manager, this coach, has a lot of experience, did well at Celtic. He's been around the world. And what was noticeable about him, I thought, Liam, even yesterday when the penalty went against him, when they went one down, then two one down, his demeanour, he doesn't lose the head. Arteta was going mad, as he usually does on the touchline. But this guy's a cool guy, and he has... It seemed to me that Tottenham have acquired a bit of confidence and composure and they're not afraid to pass the ball around. Exactly. I agree with you 100%. I think he did that at Celtic. He came in at Celtic after Brendan Rodgers, which was a difficult act to follow. And he actually took the club uh, forward, I think. He brought a lot of players in that he knew from the J-League because he was a manager in Japan and... uh, he brought some players in from there that really hit the ground running for Celtic. He did a really good job at Celtic and uh, Tottenham got him. And um, a lot of people in England would have said, well, you know, who is this guy? But I yeah. knew he'd done a really good job at Celtic and he's got a, a, an air of confidence about him yes. and he believes in passing, you know, and some of the the transition of some of the players that, didn't play for Conte, watching them play for Spurs yes. uh, yesterday is is quite stark, isn't it? Someone like Bazuma, the lad they got from Brighton, yes. Conte like very quick, very quickly stuck him away in the reserves or he didn't have, want to have anything to do with him. But I thought he was really, really excellent yesterday. So uh, I think the players at Spurs have bought into... Uh, uh, what Ange wants to do. I call him Ange because I can't pronounce his, his, his surname. <laughs> uh, uh, and they really bought into it. And let's let's not forget that he had to handle the Harry Kane exit yes. you know, over the over the first few weeks of his of his managership at, at Spurs. And I think he did that very, very well. So uh yeah, I, I think it was a great result for Spurs and a little disappointing for Arsenal having taken the lead twice. Now, Arsenal were short of a few players, Liam, and at halftime they lost Declan Rice. There's been a big debate about Declan Rice, which Roy Keane and Graham Sinas have had to say about, really. I think he's a very good player, Declan Rice, a very good defensive midfielder, but they're talking about him not scoring enough goals and making enough assists. 
if you take Declan Rice out of the Arsenal team, you lose a big presence in midfield and he's fine. But when I saw him going off, when he didn't come back on for the second half, sitting on the bench with a, uh, looks like a thigh injury, rather a calf injury, that was a miss, a big miss. And that's who Jorginho came on for. Yeah, that tipped the scales, I think, uh, in Tottenham's favour, definitely. Jorginho, I think he's probably passed his best. You know, I don't, I don't want to point the finger at him. It's you know everybody can make a mistake, but we also had uh, Odegaard in midfield, Hazard in midfield, and it was lightweight compared to yes. a midfield with Declan Rice in there. Quite honest. Let me ask you about Havertz, Liam, who Arsenal paid sixty million for from Chelsea. He's been in England now. And people have been talking about what he could be or should be, but they paid a lot of money to find out, and he isn't, is he? Well, so far, no, he hasn't. He hasn't really done it, you know. I don't really know what position he's been brought into play. Uh, he's taken he's taken the place of Xhaka, and, you know, I yeah. had my problems with Xhaka over the last few seasons. But the last year, he really put his mind to it, Xhaka. Yeah, and it was a it was a presence there, and could get goals. He was he was uh, he was up and down the pitch, uh, but um, Havertz is I don't I don't know how to describe him, Eamon. He's no. just big, tall, six foot two lad, gangly, and just kind of drifting around. Doesn't really tackle. Doesn't get in the box. He doesn't uh, you know he doesn't seem to have much energy about him. Yeah. I think the jury's well and truly out on whether Arteta spent the money wisely or not. Yeah, because he doesn't have like 60 million to blow away, unlike, for example, the owner of Chelsea. But we'll come to Chelsea and poor old Potter. No, Arsenal have to get their signings spot on. As do yeah. Spurs, you know, they have yeah. to do. They haven't got the money to compete with Man City or Chelsea uh, or even Newcastle in this present time, Eamon. They've got Endless amounts of money. So uh, yeah. when when I would put Arsenal, maybe Spurs, maybe Liverpool have to get their signings exactly right if they're going to compete. Yeah, and Liverpool, particularly with front players, they really are. Let's talk about Liverpool, Liam. But just before we leave Arsenal, I mean, last season they were the main challengers to City and they pushed City right to the end, really. I was disappointed in Arsenal. I have been a couple of times. I've seen them this year, Liam. I'm not sure they have what it takes to drive on. It may be explained by the players that were missing. Martinelli, for example, is a, he's a wing player. He creates danger. Jesus played in that position yesterday. It doesn't suit him, does it? It's not, what he, it's not his game playing wide on a three. Well, I don't know. I mean, if you play him down the front, he's, you know, he's... He drifts. He drifts wide. You know. I think he's one of those players that uh, he's a very exciting player, but he's not going to get you twenty goals a season. No. And nor is Ed, Eddie Nketiah. And I think that's where the problem where uh, Arsenal have is they haven't got a twenty twenty five yes uh, goal a uh, season man. But who has? You know. You know. Nobody really and has I, that kind I of player. Mean, well. Bayern Munich, well, Bayern now. Munich have got one now, but we were we couldn't uh, we couldn't have bought Harry Kane. I don't think he would ever come to Arsenal. But no. um, 
you you take Harry Kane out of the equation and Haaland, nobody's really got that those kind of strikers, have they? There, no. That's why they cost so much money. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hi, I'm Kara Berry, host of Everyone's Business But Mine, and I am an all-inclusive addict. Enter Club Med, the best all-inclusive for you and your family. With resorts worldwide from their family flagship resort, Club Med Punta Cana, to their only mountain resort in Canada, Club Med Quebec, they have everything you need to relax. With their 20-plus sports activities, wellness programs, you can dine on delicious cuisine and make memories with your family. So book your next getaway with Club Med. Visit clubmed.us or call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Let's move on to City, Liam. I watched a game against Forest. It was kind of one-way traffic, and Haaland had several chances. He took one in the 14th minute, and it was a header, and it was a really powerful, old-fashioned header. I don't know if you saw it, but it was... I did see it, yeah. It, it I was, watched all the games, I mean, yeah. Yeah, it was uh, a remarkable yeah, header, well. wasn't it? Well, he's just so big and so strong. You give him that chance, he's always going to put her away. Uh, he's a brilliant goal scorer. And, yeah. You know, he started off scoring plenty of goals, but people are saying, well, he's not taking the chances he took last season. But you mark my words, I bet you he gets 35 league goals again this season yeah. if he stays fit. So, you know, that's... Like who can who can take City on? Who can beat them? Who can nobody? Who can outdo them for the league? Only them, only themselves. Uh, yeah, Heyman, Only themselves. If they idle in front, or if they get a bit blasé, or if they get a bit overconfident. Yeah, but they're not letting in any goals. You know, no. He, they, he really has improved the defense with a Kanji uh, Guardiola. Yeah, and, and Diaz as well. I think is a very important player. Yeah, for them. and they're all they all seem motivated again. They've only in six games. They've only conceded three goals. You know, so yeah, they've had an easy start. I have to say that, but I but I think you're right to point to their defense, which is now you know even a player who was you know crazy like the fullback Kyle Walker. He's made a player. I think 
Guardiola's made a player out of him. He stopped him charging down the line like a madman. He holds him back. He's made him a good footballer, and he's done that around the team. And he seems to do it over the course of time, doesn't he, Guardiola? Yes. Yeah. You know, he's did it. He's did it with John Stones. Ake wasn't always in the team. Yeah. He's uh, he's very trustworthy now. You put him in the team, and Walker, as you say, has become the complete attacking fullback. You know, he uh, just signed a new contract. I think that that says it all. Yeah. Now the only threat I see to Manchester City, and it's it's not really a serious threat. Liverpool, in terms of goal scoring, Liam, they have a lot of firepower. Nunes, who's really come good. Mo Salah, of course. Jota scored. They beat West Ham 3-1. And they have got a lot of goals in that team if they had a midfield. But particularly if they had a defence, they seem to give a goal up every time they play. West Ham scored one yesterday. And there's a big question mark around Van Dijk. You watched the match in the Aviva, I think, when we played Holland and, you know, even Adamida had the legs on him and he was very lucky not to give away a penalty or a goal. He's lost that yard or two of pace, which for him was critical. So they are obviously weak at the back in relative terms, Liverpool, but they have firepower up front, Liam. I would agree with you totally there, yeah. yeah. Uh, West Ham had numerous chances. Yeah. Allison made some really good saves. Yeah, uh, particularly from Bowen. Um, I, I like Bowen playing for West Ham. I think we should give him a mention. Yeah, he's I think a good he's been pro, a very isn't exciting he? Young yeah. lad, yeah. He's he's got end product. He makes goals. He scores goals. And West Ham actually gave a very good account of themselves. Um, yeah. But uh, I would agree with you. Going forward, Liverpool probably have the best let's say, attacking outfit yes. uh, to match Man City. I'm not saying they absolutely match Man City, but of all the other teams, I would say Liverpool have the best best uh, attacking force. But at the back, they're giving up chances. They're very, very slack. Yep. We talked about Trent Alexander down through the last few seasons. You know, mentioned Virgil van Dijk, I mean, he, yep. he's casual. Uh, ever since that injury he got, well, I yes. don't know, 18 months ago, a couple of years ago, he hasn't looked the same player. Uh, so, yeah, Liverpool probably, as well as you, might pick the challenge. But how far they will challenge City if City have focus and City have their heads on? Yeah, uh, I don't know how they can keep with them. Yeah, I, I I agree with that. Just let me ask you about Brighton, Liam. They're third in the table. They're a point behind Liverpool and three behind City. Now, we've talked about them before. They are hometown club. I watched them during the week lose a game to AK at Athens yeah. in the Europa League. But I don't think he played his full team. He certainly didn't play young Ferguson, who may be injured. But the third in the table, they qualified for the Europa League. It's still a superb achievement. The way that club is run, they sell players and they replace them. They lose managers and they replace them. And it's a guy called Tony Bloom who owns the club, runs the club, or at least makes the big calls. It's still a brilliant story of what you can do economically. Well, absolutely, Eamon. They've come from, you know, 
practically gone out of football totally going back if you go back maybe 15 16 years they were on the brink of just disappearing from football and sussex is a big county in england brighton and hove is is a lot of people down here and stretches all along the coastline on the south coast so they actually need a football team yeah and uh okay down through the years they've 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 flitted in and out of, of, of divisions and things like that. But under the under Tony Bloom they really made a statement and they've they've gone into great detail of who they recruit, whether they're managers or whether they're players or whether they're staff. And uh, they've got a tremendous new stadium uh outside of Brighton. Uh, 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 and uh, you know, you've got thirty thousand season ticket holders going now. It really is a brilliant story, and the third in the league. Yeah, and I actually heard his, heard him interview and said this is the worst game they played this season. He said, and I think it's coming on the back of having to yep. have to play on a Thursday night in Europe. Yes. So they're going to have to be able to handle that. Actually, Ferguson did start at the weekend, but was taken off at half time. He didn't look fit because he picked up an injury a few weeks ago. That it's a knee injury, isn't it, Liam? Does, does, does well, he looked like he jarred his knee to me, Eamon, and uh, he he didn't he didn't he didn't uh, show up for the Irish games uh, because of that, and they put him back in yesterday, and uh, he 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 looked he, he looked a bit out of sorts, let's say. So he made changes at halftime, and this Matoma, this Japanese player, yeah, they've got is absolutely goals. fantastic. He scored. Yeah, he scored within fifteen seconds of coming on. He'd scored uh, two goals, and uh, they got they got a, re- a really good results against Bournemouth and the third in the league. So it's an incredible story, incredible yes. story. But for for their stories, there's kind of horror stories going on in the Premiership. Like, Chelsea's a horror story. I was just what do you make of that? What do you make of that? Well, Todd Booley is his name. He's a billionaire. He's American. And he's spent a billion in about nine months since he's been there. He's now got Pochettino, who's a very highly rated manager. He's had a couple of managers along the way. And they're just in the bo- well in the bottom half. Not too far above the relegation. The 14th, Eamon. The yeah, 14th. that's right. Yeah, and they lost 1-0 home to Villa. And Pochettino, we know, is a good coach. But they brought in so many players that they couldn't fit them all in the dressing room and they had to get changed at the training ground in the corridors. So... <laughs> I, I think... I <laughs> think... I think you're making that up now. I'm not. Come on. They, they I think you are. I think that's... The journalist and you coming out. No, I don't think that's quite the case. But they're not all able to go in the first team dressing room. That's what I mean. They they might be in the reserve dressing rooms (laughs) and they've cost 50, 60 million or 100 million. They might be stuck in with the resis. But, you know, (laughs) it's incredible. I I was looking at Jackson, DeSassi, Gusto, Sanchez, the goalkeeper. I don't know these guys. I just don't know. Every, Every season they seem to have a new team, don't they? They do, yeah, and they have a guy called Mudrick, who. Yeah, I, I watched the I watched the highlights. He, he he made a great chance for Jackson. He put a beautiful through ball in that Jackson yes. should have scored from. But Mudrick is the Ukrainian kid that you know Arsenal tried to buy and Chelsea gazumped them and and he he hasn't kicked the ball since he's gone to Chelsea. So 
it's a it's a mess, Eamon. I don't know what's going on, and Pochettino's got his work cut out to make any sense of that club. Yeah, and the other club who I'd be interested in your take on Newcastle. They're owned by the Saudis now. They haven't gone mad in the transfer market, but they went mad against Sheffield United in Sheffield and scored eight goals, all scored by different players. No goals for Sheffield United, who are one of those clubs who got in the Premier League, didn't give the coach who got them in there into the Premier League any money and are just about outside to sack him. But Newcastle, I watched them and I'd be very interested in your take. I watched them play AC Milan, Newcastle, away in the San Siro in the Champions League game during the week. And I, I was very sad to see it. Milan have nothing. They were beaten 5-1 a few days before by Inter in the local derby. And the, when you think of the great players that played for Milan and what a great club it always has been, it was really sad to see them labouring to a nil-nil draw with Newcastle at home. Well, Italian football, I mean, if you judge it in the in the scheme of things of European yeah. football now, it'll probably probably rank fourth where it used to be number one, you yes. know, going back 15 years. So yes. uh, that was no surprise, actually. I thought Newcastle should have gone there and got a win, to be quite honest. Yeah. But uh, I find Eddie Howe, he's, he's very cautious. Very although, conservative, yes. Uh, that, might, that might sound like I'm, uh, I'm, I'm disagreeing with myself when they go and win 8-0 at Sheffield, but Sheffield yeah. United were awful. And, yeah. Uh, Newcastle just. I I, I fear for uh, the three uh, promoted teams, Eamon, that they could go straight back down and go straight back down early. Yes. You know, so they're yeah. you know their fate probably Christmas that the Luton, Sheffield United, and Burnley might be already gone back to where they came from. Yeah, Luton have spent no money either. A lot of these guys they get a promotion, take the hundred and fifty million for being in the Premier League. And they don't. They're not. Burnley haven't been. Burnley were really good winners of the championship last year, but yeah. they haven't got the finances to invest, have they? So, no. as you say, they're probably going to take the hundred and fifty million and take their chances and not really spend any money. So, I could see those three teams going straight back down. Right. Just let me ask you a final question, Liam, about a club that everyone focuses on, and that's Manchester United. They beat Burnley. At Burnley, they needed a, a result, and it was a great goal scored by Fernandez, made by Johnny Evans, who left United eight years ago, came back on a free transfer from Leicester. He delivered a, a beautiful pass, and Fernandez scored a superb goal. But United and this coach, Eric Ten Hag, they're in trouble, I think. He's fighting with a lot of players. Yeah, I, I, I think they're treading water. I don't think there's. There's uh, any pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, Eamon, to be no. quite honest. You no. know, I don't know where it's going. You know, as you say, if they have to bring Johnny Evans back with all the money that... I know they have a few injuries, but I'm not too sure the players he's bought, you know, are any good, to be quite honest. Um, defensively, I think they'll always going to struggle. He keeps chopping and changing the right back. He's chopping and changing the centre-backs. Um 
I thought Bayern Munich were very good for the win during the week. I didn't think Manchester United no. looked like winning at any stage. No. So if you're a United supporter, um, you'd be looking at that and saying, well, we're such a long way off. But then again, yeah. and something we've spoken about, if the club's not right at the very top, yeah, never going to be right on the pitch. No. I think with the chaos that exists about the Glazers selling the club um, and the uncertainty that that brings, I think the club's always going to have problems. Yeah, and they're never going to be able to. I mean, an obvious purchase for them would have been Harry Kane, wouldn't it? And it was yeah, all- I heard you. I heard you speak to John last week. Yeah, it was, it was, but I think John gave you a good answer, Eamon. He said, "Well, maybe he did try to buy him because, of, but because of the the yep. the rubbish that's going on behind the scenes, yeah, maybe they didn't allow him. You know? Yes, yeah, I think that's right. And they have upped the price now. They were looking for five or six billion. They got two bidders. One of them from Qatar." and an Englishman, the richest man in England, but they put the price up to £10 billion, so it looks like the Glazers aren't going anywhere. And well, all they're interested in money. They've always been interested. Yeah, merchandisingly. Yeah, and, you know, so, you know, this is what I dislike about football at the moment, Damon. Yes, it's all that. about money. It's all yeah. about money, whether it's Saudi Arabia, whether it's England, whether it's the teams in Europe and things like that. Yeah. It's all about money, and we've gone away from the game that we once knew. I agree, and I think it's leading just... My own view, Liam, is that if English clubs keep winning the Champions League and maybe get two of them getting to the semi-final every year, I think it will lead. And the Premier League sucks in so much money. It's sucking in all the best players, all the leading... Most of the leading coaches. That's the Spanish, the Italians, the Germans will say, hold on a minute. You know, and they will there will end up being a super league despite and it will include some English clubs, but the game can't go on the way it is with the imbalance in money. Again, to go back to that AC Milan Newcastle game last week where Newcastle were able to go there and get a nil nil draw comfortably. You know, if you lose a club like AC Milan, well, you've lost Something but AC Milan would be lucky to finish in the top half of the of the English Premiership at the moment. That's the truth. Yeah. That is the truth. I, yeah. To some to some extent, I agree with you. Yeah. Like, the Championship clubs are getting more money yes. from television than German German Bundesliga clubs. You yeah. know, so the Championship it, it players probably has it probably has to change. You know, it probably yeah. has to change. Okay, Liam, it's great to talk to you, and we. We know that you have a book coming out in October, which uh, everyone is looking forward to reading. And there was a repeat of your the documentary that your friend made last year with you, revisiting Italy in particular. It was absolutely... I haven't got any royalties from that, Eamon. I don't earn well, from that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it's, uh, you don't maybe have royalties, but it certainly is a great sort of testimony to your sophistication and uh, your ability to speak Italian, which I envy, and all the wonderful times you had in Italy. And also, the, there's one thing that's struck me about that, and most people who watch it, I think, will have been struck by it as well, how they haven't forgotten and how warm they are when they see you and meet you 
it was quite striking, not just Tardelli, who you, was, of course, a, a colleague and scored that wonderful goal for Italy against West Germany in, I think, 1982, when Italy won the World Cup, but also the people in the cities where you played, restaurateurs. I mean, it's a religion over there. It's bigger than, it's bigger than religion, you know. Yes. And if you do well, they'll always remember you and... Yeah, you know, I had a great time there. You know, I had a great time, and uh, I'm glad I went. Put it that way. It was a big decision to it go in 1980, time, yes. but I'm glad I went. Okay, Liam. Well, it's great to talk to you always. We look forward to your book appearing, and thank you very much for joining us this week. It's a great pleasure as always. That's Liam Brady, one of our greatest ever players, one of our smartest and most sophisticated observers of the game, and one of the best analysts there's ever been. Thanks to Liam. Thanks to all of you for listening to us. That's all we have time for now. We'll talk to you soon. Hi, I'm Kara Berry, host of Everyone's Business But Mine, and I am an all-inclusive addict. Enter Club Med, the best all-inclusive for you and your family. With resorts worldwide from their family flagship resort, Club Med Punta Cana, to their only mountain resort in Canada, Club Med Quebec, they have everything you need to relax. With their 20-plus sports activities, wellness programs, you can dine on delicious cuisine and make memories with your family. So book your next getaway with Club Med. Visit clubmed.us or call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.